Hey, hey, what do you say? I give you the Howie opening. It is Tuesday. Good evening and welcome to Blue Shirt Underground Radio. How you doing tonight? This is Jim, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, who is traveling. I believe he is somewhere near Ferguson, Missouri. Eddie, are you there? Yeah, downtown Ferguson. Uh, frankly, yeah, it feels more like the atmosphere outside a New, Jer- New Jersey Devil uh, home game. <laughs> Heavy footprint. I can hear the ex- I can hear the explosions behind you. Sounds like a mess. Wow. There's the crowd there. Yeah. 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 My God, I realized it's going to be topical humor tonight. I would have brought some jokes. But uh, listen, you know, we do current events here, too. You're good at improv. You don't need anything. You don't need any. Uh, yeah. No uh, rehearsal. No rehearsal. No, I didn't need it. Uh, so. Yeah, that thing and that thing. The only Ferguson I knew was, uh, I don't know. Joe Ferguson. Colin Ferguson. No, that was another bad Ferguson. Uh, Joe Ferguson. Joe Ferguson. Colin Ferguson is the one who shot up the LIRR. Blamed it on John Elway and a dog. Um, <laughs> that was, no, is it, Colin, is it Colin Ferguson, the guy who does the late show after David Letterman? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's his name. <laughs> Craig Ferguson, that guy's name. Oh, you're right. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, Oops. for once I was actually right. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that guy didn't have the same name as the because that that railroad thing went. You know, was pretty heavy here on Long Island, so I actually remembered that name. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, Ferguson Jenkins. How about that one? Oh, Bergen Jenkins. The Hall of Fame, I think. Big time cokehead. Yes. What am I talking what are we talking about baseball? I gotta tell you. There's a lot of things on my mind, James, so I'm doing well here about the New York Rangers. A lot of things, uh, lots to talk about as far as I'm concerned. Uh oh. Uh, yep, yep, I'm gonna rail, gonna rail against some of the people. Some of the fans got rail against oh. uh, some of these people that uh, follow this team and have. Just... I wish I was just a little far. 
That's right. <laughs> the the, ma- the, the crowd is now mulling. The, cr- the crowd is now mulling around me now, ready to. <laughs> not uh, they don't not happy about what I've got to say, but I've got some positive things to say as well. <clears throat> so, uh, big win against the Canadians, though, wouldn't you say? I mean, Rangers just dominated from face-off to face-off, I thought. What a what a thing of beauty. That was a fun game to watch. And, I remember. And, and it was on NHL Network. I had the hometown hockey feed. Oof. Oh. My God. What a step down. I mean, I used to enjoy these, you know, hockey night in Canada games. But, man, this new – now that the Rogers net – up in Canada has the has the contract that they do this hometown hockey. Oof, what a step well, down! Like, well, isn't it like they go to a, you know, I don't know, they go to like some remote place in Canada, which is every place is remote in Canada except the the big cities there. But uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It, it, they go there and they have like the local people and they said, why is it, why is this hometown hockey so bad? Well, I just, I don't like the, uh, I don't like the announcers and uh, I, the, uh, the studio show to me is not as good as, as hockey night in Canada and the announcers just aren't good. And, and this guy, I mean, this guy's the other night, Brandon Prust. Now, I know we're jumping around a little bit. I'm jumping right into the middle of the game I here. But, right into it. Okay, so we have to go step by step. There's no but, you plan here. Brandon Prust ha- has this run in with with Lundquist, and and I, I don't really I don't really know what Prust was. I know Ranger fans got all over Prust, and that's the easy thing to do. I don't really know what Prust was supposed to do there to avoid the contact. Henrik was 20 feet out of his crease or whatever. And if it was the other way around, that's exactly the thing we'd say. I don't know what the I don't know what they expect him to do there. So then he gets into it with Kevin Klein, but these hometown hockey announcers says, uh, "I don't know why the fans are getting on Prust for running into Lundquist. He's not that type of player." I'm screaming at the TV. Did you guys watch the playoffs? He broke Derek Stepan's jaw. The guy had to eat applesauce for three months. It was one yeah, of the dirtiest was- hits I've ever seen. He's not that type yeah. of player. He's garbage. He's exactly that type of player. And I'm defending Brandon Prust here. But don't tell me he's oh, not that boy. type of player. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a little down well, on that broadcast. Uh, yeah, well, listen, I've been known to all over <laughs> Maybe he meant not to run a goalie, but I mean, basically, he you know obliterated uh, what you call it, jaw, Stepan's jaw, in one of the dirtiest plays uh, in in a playoff. Yeah, in a playoff game. Um, As Frank Rizzo would say, he he busted his jaw for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he busted his jaw for him. I mean, uh, so don't uh, you know. It's not like he he's got a track record of being a saint, so I got to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So I mean, uh, and I, in all honesty, I think you're right. Um, I don't think he tried to run to Henrik. He looked like he was trying to hold up. 
Yeah, I mean, again, I I always try and look at those those situations, those controversies where the fans jump. I try and look at it from the other side, and then the other side, you know, if that's if that's uh, if it's Kevin Klein running into the great Dustin Tokarski, then we're all screaming, "Well, what's he supposed to do there?" So I don't really, you know, I can't really fault. I'm not really faulting Prusted. And speaking of the great Kevin Klein. How about him jumping in there, Eddie? I know you like seeing that. Yeah, Bob, this is a you know, I like the fact that you, you know, you come right in there and you, you you do your business. You just have that's all you gotta do. You gotta show your goaltender and your teammates that uh this guy's untouchable. And uh you, that shows a lot of you know, I just like it. It shows a lot of chutzpah. And listen, the guy's not a fighter. It didn't matter if he won or lost the fight. It mattered that he retaliated, and he stuck up, uh, stuck up, stuck up for a teammate. <laughs> right. Apparently the uh, the uh, uh, whatever. Uh, and so you know, it showed us that's what all we want. All we wanted was to him to to engage him, and hopefully Dan Girardi was watching the film. Uh, yeah, exactly. Game. I mean, you know, incidental or not. You got to jump in there and you got to see, you know, that's unacceptable. Exactly. You know, and it, like you said, he didn't poop his pants like Girardi would have. Girardi would have stood there frozen in time. Let's, uh, come on. There, there, let's, I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little perturbed. I get what's between you and Justin. I understand. I understand. But I don't want to hear saying. about it. I, I'm going to get on Girardi. I'm propping the the great Kevin Klein, who you got to meet on s- Saturday. That's right. I was waiting for you to say uh, my impressions. My, uh, uh, yeah, I'm good at, uh, you know, I don't remember my Ryan McDonough's re- scouting report. Now, I've been accused of, uh, uh, you know, looking the men over and uh, <laughs> and being more... Well, no, this what? is what goes on. I, uh, well, I never see. Uh, listen, uh, you know, uh, for instance, <laughs> keep digging. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm interested in their body types out of the uniform, what they really look like. Not out of the uniform, out of That's the uniform, but not- the street clothes. Oh, this is getting worse. I'm interested in their body type. McDonough, when I met McDonough, right? And, uh, when I met McDonough, I, you know, I snapped for a picture. I noticed that he had really nice shoulders. They're well-defined. Barf Dolan wants to know how he looks in the shower. No, no none, of that. none of that. None of that. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anything more because I'm thinking myself a hole here. But it's interesting to see how these guys look dressed like me and you. Well, not necessarily me and you, but you know how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I need need Rip Tail. Hello, Frisco. Hello. Uh, That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying anymore, but I will say this. 
I'm not saying There's definitely that. a language barrier here. Paul Lynn, very appropriate. <laughs> the thing, the body thing that impressed me most about Kevin Klein. We're still on this. Was, was his abs. The guy's got thick abs. He's got a tremendous core. Let's put it that way. Of course, Marion Gabrick missed the last game because of a groin problem. This was Marion Gabrick in tonight's pregame warm-up, stretching out, trying to get loose, checking out those groins, making sure they were loose, checking out those groins, checking out those groins, checking out those groins, checking out those groins. Jesus. I just wish we had I'm too sexy. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I don't know. I've already dug myself that grave. I'm not going to continue. This is awesome. <laughs> Speaking oh, yeah, of yeah. Sean Avery, I have a Sean Avery story, by the way, that I've been sitting on for about three weeks that I keep forgetting to tell that we need to get to tonight. But I want to talk about the important stuff first. Okay. So we got to try and remember to get to the Sean Avery story. All right. Well, um, oh. Uh. So now I, this is what I wanted to talk about this whole thing. Now, enough of this tomfoolery. We've been engaging it. I haven't heard you laugh this quick into a show ever. I'm sorry. Did you say en- engaging? Engaging. All right, can we straighten so, this all out now? <laughs> can, we, can we get this show back on track? Well, I want to tell you that I got something to say about the whole thing now. All right. <laughs> now, this event reminded me why I hate the whole uh, MSG uh, corporate machine because, and especially. The morons that got rid of the fan club and, reco- and and made this whole blue shirt United Ranger New York Hockey Town Squatterville or whatever they're calling it. I don't know. Whatever that whole Squatterville. <laughs> Pot- Pottersville. Pottersville. But what I'm saying is that it took all the hominess and the whole like the real. Oh boy, I'm having a hard time talking today. The 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 kind of unity the Ranger fans used to have with the players—they're so far distant to us. Not just physically, like when we're watching the game because we can't afford the tickets in the 100s, and you know we're watching them on TV and this and that. But we never really get to meet them unless you have an occasion at this, you know, American Sports Legends, which is in Scarsdale, which is like. Two hours for me. I mean, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a hike for me. But thank God I have a great wife, and she's like, she's into it too. Right. So whatever. So owned by the great Donna and Mark Rubin, by the way, we should mention that wonderful yeah. people. They wonderful they were. Uh, I, I got to see them. They came out to L.A. for Game One, and got to see them before the game. And they are the owners of American Legends. Wonderful people. Right. Anyway. So. I mean, the place is not a big place. You know, it's not a, a huge store. 
So it's like all these Ranger fans like pack into this little store and everybody's talking Rangers and this and that. And and Kevin Klein just walks in, you know, off the street. He's got two hockey sticks in his hand. That's how you know it's him and his mohawk. And he just looks like a normal kid. Like he just and he, he and I was thinking to myself, you know, you get to an age when you're approaching fifty odd years, everybody starts to look young. But he's like twenty seven, twenty eight. He might even be twenty nine. He looks a lot younger than he is. Why? Why? Why really? is there a block? Has somebody called the block talk people on us on the show? I, I did actually. I did. I have. Uh, that's that's Katie from uh, from client support. I, I have her looking at the uh, checking out the sound clips because as as I was, uh, they're all playing really loud. You know, like uh, when I tried to play the music before. You know, oh, I have that. Sorry. I have the level on that all the way to the bottom, but it's it's blasting. So I hope, hopefully, Katie just heard that, and hopefully, she didn't puncture her eardrum. Ah, she just said in the little chat room, "Oh," in the little chat that I have going with ah. uh, with well, talk. <laughs> well, you continue your little rendezvous while I talk pertinent Ranger stuff. No, no, I'm trying to. All I'm trying to do is increase the quality of this damn show. You good luck with that. Good oh, luck that. Be nice. Be nice. No, good luck she with just said in... I said the quality of our show, like as like oh, our know, show. Uh, I was being self-deprecating. Hey, it's the best Rangers radio show on the internet. Right? <laughs> Five years running. Nobody will even try to go up against us. Anyway, That's right. So <laughs> And then uh, I don't know if you guys saw the video that was posted around some of the our, our our you know I don't know our friends I don't know on Facebook that there were some girls there that baked Kevin Klein brownies and one girl wrote a letter to him and asked him if he would go to the prom with her and it was you know I'm I'm right off I want to totally just bash everything that's just my first inclination, but you know what? I thought it was sweet. I thought it was nice. And this is what used to go on between the Ranger fan club and the players. They would have these meetings once a month. Some players would come down that some old lady would make Roger bear cookies. And, you know, he'd say, thank you. And then throw them out as soon as she left. Cause they were terrible. But, <laughs> They used to be a kind of connection, and that, I think, is sorely missing from the Rangers and their fans. Um, it's it's all hunky-dory to go to Rangerstown and meet some fossil, you know, uh, from some past Ranger day who basically needs to collect a paycheck, so that's why he's there. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt you. I'm I got to interrupt you for one second. Uh, they're asking me to play a clip so that we can check the levels. I'm sorry. I apologize. Everybody's living for the weekend. Sorry. She asked me to play that specific clip. Okay. I apologize. So, uh, no problem. So uh, that's sorely missing from today. Now you have to go to a Steiner event and you, you don't get to talk to the guy. Like, you know, I, I don't care if I get 
not not at this place especially because it's so nice, but at other places I don't care. I just sit there and I'll, I'll you know I don't take up the guy's uh, half hour, but I I want to have an exchange with him. Right. And so with Kevin Klein, I was just like, you know, I'm expecting a lot of big things out of you. You have four goals already. <laughs> just to see what kind of reaction I'm going to get, you know. And he's going to look at me like, oh, this guy's a looney tune, which he probably was. But uh, he said, well, he goes, he goes, if I can just get to my career high five, he goes, I'll be happy. And then I started laughing. I said, no pressure, no pressure. And then my wife's did- like, yeah, I was just gonna say, tell him if he scores five goals, we'd be thrilled because it's more than we get out of the guy that we traded for. <laughs> traded for him. Yeah. Well, I'm thrilled. If I had him more time, I would have said, "Yeah." <laughs> and uh, and going back to the prom date, he said he would go if he was in the city. You know, in May, and she said it was in May, and 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 some range of fans was like, I hope he's still in the city in May. We want to be in the playoffs, and I was like thinking, yeah, and I think that guy's right, and uh, and uh, just like the, the, the exchange there was really nice, and he was a nice guy, and I and I know everybody says hockey players a nice guy, but this guy was, as it was reported in the uh, I don't know Tom's River Journal or whatever, I don't know what I'm talking about. He was super personable, and he really was. And then he he actually said, thank you for your support. What's that? I think the Rangers should treat their – they have no need to do this. That's why they don't do it. But, you know, these small market teams have to reach out to the community and get involved with – I don't want to be – I know I've said this on the show before. I don't know if you still work with the technical people. I apologize if I go down this road again. But you know what it is? They're, the Rangers don't need to do this, but they need, you know, I, I, I appreciate what they do for uh, charity and kids meeting players and, uh, and all this stuff and the Garden of Dreams and all that stuff. But they forget about the, the, the kids and the adults that want to meet the players and just say hello and and I know they have no need to do that. That's why they don't do it. They don't need to get fans in the building. Uh, most fans can't pay to get into the building. But if they really wanted to make fans even happier, because those people were so... Uh, Kevin Klein, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Kevin Klein, we love him, but, you know, he's not a major player on the team. But people were so happy, and these girls were so happy to meet him it was great. It was a great experience. And I think, you know, it's something that I think uh, they should try to do. But, you know, maybe those days are gone. So uh, <laughs> I love the jokes. Barth Thomas and Mike Smith will drive you to the game when you go see the Coyotes. <laughs> but that's my take on Kevin Klein. Nice guy. Came with autograph sticks. They raffled them off for free. Uh, it was a great event. Good to see the kid up there. I, I don't know what's, what's going on in Scarsdale, New York, but uh, they got some geography up there that's beyond belief. The place is like in a giant ravine. I don't know. You know so I don't know. So that goes. That's all I have to say with that. Other news, Jim. Ryan McDonough has begun skating again. Full contact. Do you hear about this? 
Am I on the air? Let's let's assume I'm on the air. Uh, what's it called? Oh, he got booted. Okay, so I am on the air. McDonough has uh, regun, uh, redone, regained, regun, rebegun, has begun skating. Um, full contact. No yellow jersey on his uh, back. Uh, so it will be, uh, they say seven days, uh, seven days within seven days. He will be back. Not tomorrow night, but, uh, we'll be rejoining the team. And this is another thing that was bothering me was that uh, people were like, well, I hope he can regain his, uh, you know, play from last year and the year before. And, the, and I'm like, yeah, the guy had a 10 game patch where he didn't play well the first 10 games of the season. But let's give the I'm, guy a break. I'm back. Are you back? Okay. Yeah. This this direct connect feature they have on Blog Talk that they that they want the host to use now, it sucks. They took away the the ability to just click the Skype button on the studio and you connect right through Skype. They took that away and now they want you to use their own version of it, which is direct connect and it's terrible. This is 2 weeks in a row that it booted me out in the middle of the show. Because why would it be important for a call to work during the show, you know? So I apologize. The last thing I heard was um, was you were talking about Kevin Klein being a nice guy. And um, I don't know. I missed a good two minutes of that. That's ah, no big deal. I was just talking about how uh, we, we, the garden powers that be really what should make an opportunity for the re- – of Ranger fans to meet the Rangers, current Rangers, uh, not at, at some $4 million casino night, uh, but at a, an event or events where, you know, it, it, you know, and I love that they do it for charity and all this stuff, but, you know, it would go a long way with Ranger fans just to make people happy. Oh. Don't have to, but, but they don't have to, so they don't. No, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. 75% of the fan base cannot afford to spend $500 on admission to a casino night, if not more than 75%. So, and, you know, let's face it, Henrik Lundqvist and Rick Nash aren't going to do appearances at sports memorabilia shops in Scarsdale. The only chance you're ever going to have to meet them is by accident walking down the street or... At casino night, so, or on, you know, I mean, they don't go on the cruises or anything like that. Well, going to a Steiner event, you right? Know, aren't aren't cheap? I mean, who wants to pay? They should just do that. I don't understand. I mean, I do understand, but it's such goodwill, and it's it makes people so happy. I don't understand. Only thing does make people happy. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Now let me ask you this: Kevin Kevin Klein shows up for this for this signing. Uh, first question: Was he on time? Yes. All right, good for him. Was he by himself, or did he have a Ranger representative guarding him, or or what? He he came in with his beautiful abs. <laughs> he came in. <laughs> he came in. And a schlong, he kept in a holster. I mean, it's apparently very no, attractive. Uh, 
<laughs> you <laughs> developed quite the man crush on Kevin Klein. No, no, listen, you're blowing it out of proportion. I tried to retract and retread and all that stuff, but it just didn't happen. Backtrack and it just didn't work. I dug myself a grave. He came in like a the normal Joe off the street carrying two hockey sticks. That was it. And he raffled those two off for free. Like I said, I don't know if you heard. He did not come escorted by anybody. I mean, you know, and I would have never known it was him unless, you know, I may have seen if off the street, I would never recognized him uh, except for the Mohawk would have gave him away. But he just looked like a normal, you know, normal guy, you know. They all are normal guys, but if I saw Carl Haglin, I would recognize him. You know what I'm saying? Right. He just looked like a normal dude. So, yeah. So he was cool. No, there was no John Rosasco there. <clears throat> it was a John Rosasco free of free event. I heard you speaking of Rosasco. I heard you were trolling him. What, what was that all about? Yeah, occasionally I have to, I have to get after him on. T- well, he posted a last. Uh, who was it? The uh, against the Flyers the, the other night. They wore the Rangers wore white at home, and he posted a picture of it on Twitter, and it was a picture of the locker room with all the white jerseys hanging hanging in the locker room and at the Garden. And oh, I just yeah. responded to I responded to the picture and I asked how come he wasn't in the picture. That's all. I mean, he's he you know. No, surprisingly enough, I I really thought he'd get back to me. We'd have a meaningful conversation. I'll tell you. Well, it may happen one day. I think he's going to come. Once we show up to this game on the 21st. Oh, what a night that's going to be. Now, are they going to post us on the scoreboard? Like, you know, they do groups here and it's going to be Boucher and Underground Radio or no? I, I don't know. You know, I, I didn't even think of that. I'm glad you brought that up. I will have to ask Jeff about that. And I'm going to have to tell him that it's 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 just got to be it. I, I'm sure my, my brother wants to put like the Schmiedeberg family or something. It's got to say Blue Shirt Underground Radio. That name has got to be on the garden board. It's got to. It has to happen. Has to happen. That no. will it will. I wouldn't care if they lost ten nothing that night, but if it said blue shirt underground radio right. up on Garden Vision or whatever, that would be my garden of dreams. And, just <laughs> <resolve>. <laughs> and the resolve. You know what my garden of dreams is, Eddie? But <laughs> uh, say Rosasco at that second looks up at the scoreboard, clutches his heart and falls down, heart attack. <laughs> Or instead of when those idiots do that, Poffin sucks, we all say Rosasco sucks. That'd be great. That would be great. great. They'd be like, what? Nobody would get it, but we would. That'd be the best. It'd just be like, oh, the little shit weasel. You see him all the time with the coach and with the the general manager and with the players, but he doesn't actually play for the team. He's the only PR man in, in sports that gets as much face time as he does. He's there with the Eastern Conference trophy picture. He's right there, like in front of the trophy. Right, because he did so much to win it. He has the nerve to grow a playoff beard. Can he? I guess. It's all pubes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I've got some special gifts now I want to talk about that will be available if you show your asses up to the viewing party on the 20th. An autographed Kevin Klein photo. 
How about that? <laughs> Get ready. I don't know why I did that, but <laughs> it was pretty good. Get ready to cue some uh, music of the Spanish variety. Also, for my own personal collection, a signed New York Ranger hockey card, personally autographed by one Raphael Diaz. What? What? (laughs) In a Ranger uniform. And you come to the party, you win. <laughs> and I sign up the card for you. And you get my autograph for free. You just go to the viewing party. Nah. <laughs> All right. This is for Costa. So, (laughs) how did, (laughs) how did you get an autographed Raphael Diaz hockey card? I mean, that's, that's a high demand item. That's like, that's like, that's like something. Well, I think it's even more high in demand that it's actually him in a Rangers uniform. Which, I mean, you know, he didn't play that many games last year. Yeah. So I was all over this. Uh, this bad boy came to me via a trade. I met some guys, for some reason, offered me a trade, and he knew I like Rangers. And I, he said, I saw Rafael Diaz autograph. I was like, oh, I got to get this. <laughs> That's for the show. I may post it. I'm going to post this bad boy in the Facebook page. Now, I see a four. Did he wear four or 44 with the Rangers? Number four. He was four. So he took the immortal Michael Delzato's number. Yes. Wow. So that's the story with that. Um. So uh, we were talking about the Montreal game, and we we pretty much done the Kevin Klein thing. And then listen, Kevin Klein. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I had more questions regarding the Kevin Klein thing. Uh, so he showed up on time. How long was he there? He was scheduled for an hour. Uh, I did not stay the whole time because, uh, you know, I had to battle back to Long Island and, you know, once you get your stuff signed, I talked to Adam and Russ there and a couple other people and Michael Abraham or Mikhail. I don't know how to say this, but he was there and he said he hasn't been listening to the show. How dare he? Falling asleep on the train because he's, but he's, uh, he was there, um, I didn't see anybody else from the show because these people never come out to just see me. They need me and you in order to uh, uh, to show up. Anyway, uh, 
So I don't know how long he stayed, but uh, I'll have to find out. And and was he? And he was he was not he was uh, was he signing whatever people brought? If somebody brought their own puck, he would sign that for free. Yes. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, I did not see that. Uh, I will tell you that he struck me as a guy that would like basically do anything. If you're going to sit there and listen to a girl's letter about how she wants it, he was very like he wasn't a lot of at least I haven't been to a lot of signings but a lot of these guys seemed a little bit scared a little bit about meeting the Ranger fans yeah or a uh, I am too they, yeah it's true <laughs> it's true but they're also I don't think they're not the most social butterflies either out of their comfort zone you right know what I'm saying like when I met McDonough he was pretty tight lip. Like, you know, he was just like, yeah, you know, hi, and this, that, and, you know, can I take a picture? Sure. You know, how to hold that thing. Um, not as, uh, you know, not as willing to fraternize. This guy seemed like he was very accommodating. Good. Okay. So, and he was, he was posing for pictures. No problem. Yes, Plenty of pictures. Uh, Okay. My wife asked. My wife asked to put on her picture. Uh, Love always, Kevin Klein. Oh. Mrs. G always. got a thing for for Kevin. Well, yes, I think so. But he said, "Is it okay if I put a heart?" So I guess he didn't really want to go full love. Uh, so he, didn't I, my my wife was excited. He didn't, he didn't want it to come up in a in a possible lawsuit down the road. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know what happened. Right. So you know, some, him went at it in your the wife, parking lot. <laughs> your wife accuses him of Bill Cosby and her down, you know, twenty years down the road or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh okay, so let's see. All right. So he was on time, very accommodating, very humble. Uh girls are making him brownies, they want to bring him to the prom. Uh, he answered your questions. He's he, he's looking to hit his career high for goals, which is five. Uh, you saw Adam and Russ. Did anyone ask you to sign their book? No. See, that's disappointing. Uh, I I should have been like. See, I'm Were you accommodating? Uh, no, I wasn't very accommodating. <laughs> I was very annoyed by the people around me, and. You know, I am, uh, you know, I could get grumpy once in a while. I did arrive at the place in a little bit of ill humor. I was not my, 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 my fun loving self, but then the people there annoyed me further. Like, I don't know, like the people in front of me, they, they were, you know, like they were like 28 ish, 30 ish, whatever. And they were just like, there were a couple and they were kissing like every five seconds, like, oh, Schmoopy, oh, Schmoopy, you're such a brat. It's just so fucking annoying. Okay. <laughs> and then behind me, one guy's talking to me, yeah, I got seats in 111, you know, I had them there for five years. Yeah, he's just like bragging, like, oh, who cares? Fuck out of here! I don't care if you're spending forty grand a year on seats. It's a waste. Tell him, tell him, big fucking deal. I stood on the parking deck at Yankee Stadium and did ten below weather and did a radio show. 
fuck out of here. That's right. With your cozy seats, with your TV, and your oh, fancy, uh, your fancy curb service there oh, at the garden. You still playing hockey? So you're a player in the men's league over 50. Oh, how much does it cost? Yo, with the scale? Who cares? I don't care about your money. <laughs> I don't care about your romance in front of me. Oh, Snoopy. <laughs> kiss, kiss. Come on. I, when life gets real, all that kissing schmissing stops. <laughs> I, got, I was real grumpy that day. I see that. Uh, I was a little bit under the weather, so I had to. Be. And the and, and the travel time didn't help. You're sitting in the car for two hours. You know, you're gonna wait oh. online with every every you know every, all these Ranger fans that are only there because they want to get their picture taken and put on Facebook and uh, you know they, yeah, go to the prom with me and uh, get out of here. I, I didn't oh. mind that. There's like some guy shows up in a Kevin Klein Predator jersey. <laughs> what? You mean you were that to Kevin Klein before this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, look who's got eBay. <laughs> hey, Man, look I at was. me. I went on eBay. I'm a real fan. I, I got a Kevin Klein high school jersey. Look at this. Come on. I, saw, I was just like. All right. So enough of this Kevin Klein thing. Oh, I know. I actually want to talk more about his play now. Now everybody is starting to get a little ahead of themselves with Kevin Klein. Please do not tell me he's a top four defenseman. Please don't tell me this was the steal of the year that he really... Yes, he's played well as a Ranger. He really gets full marks for filling in and, and playing more minutes and playing in with some really buffoon partners as well. And, and, and he's got four goals. I appreciate you. You're doing a great job at a boy, but let's not get ready to ordain him. The second coming of Anton Strollman. Okay? <laughs> he's no Anton Strollman. That's well, <laughs> well, what I'm saying is so, but Anton Strollman was, he developed, as to be a real steal and a real find and really resurrected his career into becoming, he could, he's a first pair defenseman or at least a second pair defenseman. I don't think Kevin Klein, I think Kevin Klein is a five. I don't think he's a four. He might become a four now when Mark Stahl gets traded, but and I don't know if they play the same side because some guy, like, he's a lefty, he's a righty, whatever. I'm already arguing with people that haven't said anything yet. <laughs> uh, I, I think we're getting a little ahead of self. Similar to how John Moore is, the, is very similar to Ryan McDuff. The thing oh, we're I'm, hearing I'm... From, from two years ago. That's crazy. Let's hold the horses a little. He's done some nice things, but let's not get crazy. So, yeah. Uh, well, what Bar Fallon says in the chat, Klein is is stunningly competent and good. Up, that's all you need. If you got a top four Fallon, it's all you need. And 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 when called upon, and I think also. 
I think I think Matt Hunwick deserves a little pat on the back too. I think he's played pretty decently in the spot that he's been put in with a little bit more minutes. He hasn't been perfect. I mean, he certainly has been, hasn't been like uh, you know Michael Costco. Costco. Good boy. I mean, no, out. you were right he's the first awful. time. <laughs> I mean, he's awful, that guy. But uh, Hunwick has definitely. Uh, you know, and I like the way he moves the puck, and I like the way he, he, he you know, he's got some gumption in him. So, uh, so I, I like that. So that ends my whole Kevin Klein thing. I close it up. And when, when the second thing I was on right before, uh, after you got, after you got cut off, was about Ryan McDonough returning, and uh, he's been practicing with uh, full contact, but won't play tomorrow night. But we'll be playing. The next seven days, I think Joe Catroni said gave us a date there, but I, I forget. Oh, uh, <clears throat> would then play against hot. Detroit December sixth. So that's good news. So the Rangers will have the full complement of the defenses finally. <laughs> Uh, now, on the subject of defensemen, I don't know where I don't know where you stand on the matter, but I have seen just about all I need to see of John Moore since you brought him up. <laughs> What's irking you? There's just there's just nothing there. The same thing I said. I I, don't know, I think I said it about a month ago. I see no progress in his game. I don't think he's he's not a poor man's Ryan McDonough. He's a poor man's Mark Hardy. He's a poor man's <laughs> Igor Ulanov. You, he's just not that good. Is he? A he's poor just not man that good. Henrik Talinder, who the oh. Rangers are giving a tryout in Hartford. Now, Talinder was also a devil, was he not? Uh, Saber, I remember. It does sound familiar of some devil uh, residue on that guy. Somebody check into that. I'm looking it up right now. I'm going to the sports desk. The picture that comes up of him is in a devil uniform, so I'm guessing that probably means he was indeed... (laughs) A New Jersey Devil. He was number seven Devils from 10 to 2013. So now so, the Devil can't. How many, how many Devil? They just keep trying to find the next Anton Strawman. Well, keep I, signing I, Devil castoffs. They hit, they hit one out of the 50 Devils castoff defensemen that they've signed. They've hit it once, and they're going to keep going back to that same well again and over and over again. Waiting for Ken Danico to get a, a tryout. Why? Why? When Danico comes back, Hunwick played good enough to be a seven. I mean, to be the odd man out. Why do you need Henrik Tillender? Unless there's I, I think something the problem at the Circle K. Well, that there could be that. Rangstick may be a foot. A foot. There could be that, but uh, you know, the one thing that, you know, one of the glaring weaknesses that we've seen in this team from the beginning of the season is that the defensemen have trouble getting the puck up ice to the forwards. 
And I, and I don't know. I think AV, he's just not s- settled with what he has. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe they're working on something for Mark Stahl. I don't know. There seems to be some scuttlebutt that his days might be numbered. I don't know. Oh, they're numbered. I'm telling you right now, I'm going on record. Do you hear anything about talks? Do you hear anything no. about? No. Nothing. They're not talking to him. They They're talk talking to him about as much as the Giants are talking to JPP. <clears throat> I think they're going to very quietly just, uh, I, they might make a, they'll make an offer that Stahl will turn his nose up at and, and walk. That's my guess. They'll make an offer so that they said, Hey, look, we tried, we made an offer. He didn't take it. They'll make it. They'll, they'll give him an offer. They know he'll refuse, you know, they'll offer him like, uh, six months at, you know, forty thousand dollars or something like that. <laughs> Some ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll offer them one of those uh one of those contracts that you see they do in the NBA all the time. They're like ten day contracts. They'll sign a guy for like a hundred bucks. It, it doesn't <clears throat> and it's like I don't really think he has also the uh not that I think this would really matter, but he doesn't really have the full support of AV either because AV has said a couple things. You know, we said this on the last show where it's been like, oh, you know, uh, you know, I, I got, I'm, I'm finally getting to see, you know, Mark Stahl, what I heard about before I got here at, at certain points. Uh, so the Rangers could. I think this is a plausible trade, Mr. French. Stahl and two number one picks for Sergei Gonchar. I think it's time for the youth movement. <laughs> Sergey Gotcha. What they say when he came into the league it was like 1991, something like that. Oh, so 94, 95. Sorry. Anyway, uh, I digress. So I think Mark Stahl's gone. So <laughs> Stahl and two number number one picks for Sergey Gotcha. <laughs> Mr. French, Mr. French had a good one. One of the Rangers is going to get Kale Hulse next from the Kale Hulse. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's a good one. Uh, now I will, I will definitely um, attribute at least part of this to playing for a for a bad Buffalo hockey club. But Henrik Talinder was a minus twenty one last year in sixty four games. Minus twenty one wow. in sixty in only sixty four games. That's... Don't worry, Ken, <laughs> Ken Janander, he can get those guys ready. Oh, yeah. Ukabooms really helped McElrath along. So well, could... hey, in fairness, you know, maybe maybe Bookaboom has has what if yeah, that could be that's the scary part. What if Bookaboom has improved McElrath's game and that's as good as it gets? Oh boy! <laughs> yep. No, he couldn't be that bad. The world needs ditch diggers too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, we got some phone callers. Are these people that are listening or hanging? Uh, what are they doing here? Uh, the phones are are lit up. Yeah, yeah we got them. I know. Let's see what people got to say. All right. Uh, let's go to Rock. What's going on, Rock? What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. How you doing? Happy, 
I yeah. wanted to wish you a happy uh, Henry Kalinder Day and a happy <laughs> Thanksgiving, uh, uh, yeah. Rock, coming up. You too, gentlemen. Uh, have a very happy uh, Thanksgiving and enjoy. Um, it's funny how a week, how a difference, how different a week makes. Uh, with last week, guy, people jumping on bridges and going crazy over the losses to Toronto, Edmonton, and, and Tampa Bay, and and now uh, it's kind of turned with uh, with two pretty much pretty convincing wins. Um, you know, it's it's interesting the way the season has gone, and, and I think that the expectations have definitely gotten to a, to a new level. Um, but uh, you know, you you just hope that, and I think we talked about this a few weeks ago that you know them getting their their regular lineup intact now, you know, maybe the best is yet to come. And, and I've always been though, that that Ranger fan that's been very much pessimistic and always looks at the glass half empty, but. I don't know. I've seen a lot of positive things recently. I mean, I think the power plays look better. I mean, Dan Boyle, though he's not the most fleetest of foot and, and not that great defensively, man, can he can he drag the line on the power play? You know, better than I've seen a guy do it in a really long time. So, I know. I'm just very positive with everything. It's, uh, first of all, I'm shocked that you're positive. Uh, I mean, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> like you said. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with you on this for several reasons. First of all. Martin St. Louis finally looks like, and I think finally is comfortable, knows the players he's playing with, and looks like the Martin St. Louis we expected at the end of last year when we got him. Well, he was also playing out of position for, for the beginning right. part of the season, too. I mean, he was not really a center. He was being you know, a good team guy and, and, and trying to step up to help the team. But you notice that since he's moved back to the wing, the guy has been lights out. So it's it's no it's no coincidence that I think that that had a lot to do with it. So, so no, it's been that, and, and I think that is giving me a lot of and the fact that the Rangers are scoring goals. Like I was thinking that you know they have that stupid promotion. I know you're at most of the games, so you don't see, but they have that Papa John's thing. Yeah, if they get yeah. three or more goals, I'm like I'm thinking about the Tortorella. Nobody would ever get that pizza. So <laughs> 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 no, like. 30 games without that happening. And I've seen it, five. And when the Rangers I know, but they were down 3-0. Yeah, you, you, you just forget the game was over at that point. <laughs> and this year, I mean, when they've been good, they've routed teams. You know, Pittsburgh, 5 nothing. I mean, they've gotten some goal scoring. Now you've got Rick Nash. I don't know. He finally discovered, hey, if I play inside the circles, I might actually get more goals. Uh, I don't know why he takes this this stuff with these players. Uh, the power play looks phenomenal. I'm going out on a limb and saying that the puck movement the other night was a thing of beauty. I mean, it was stuff I haven't seen in 30 years. I mean, well, at least it's the Stanley Cup uh, year. Uh, it's Leach and Zuboff. <laughs> right. And I think Dan Boyle, and I'm going to go out and say this, because I can't really think of anybody else, Dan Boyle is about as good as gaining the zone on the power play. Unless he tries to go through four guys, which he, that was ridiculous. Tonight. But as far as getting that puck and entering the zone and setting it up, other than Brian Leach, I can't think of any guy since Brian Leach that has been able to do that as a Ranger defenseman. I'm not calling him Brian Leach. I'm just saying he's okay. the first guy since Brian Leach. And I've seen be able to do that. So, I, I agree uh, with you completely. 
And so yeah. I think with those, now, if the Rangers can continue this and with a good power play, uh, did I actually say good power play? Uh, I think they got a chance. I mean, again, it's a whole different dynamic because you got an infusion of young players. I like Duclair. I like that he plays with confidence. I like that um, Hayes plays with confidence. The goals will come for these guys. It just takes a while. Yeah. I mean, you just don't step in this league and get 25, 30 goals. No, so no, I mean, you're absolutely right. They just got to keep it consistent. They can't come out and stink it up tomorrow. They can't. They, 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 the effort's got to be there. And w- when they show effort, they win games. You're absolutely right. And, you know, it's 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 crazy. And, and you know, it's it's funny that um, – uh, Sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. They, uh, the, the way they've come out um, the last couple of games, and you, you, you always think that, you know, the, the rock, they hit rock bottom when they lost to Edmonton or when they, when they lost to, when, you know, every time they say, oh, we hit rock bottom, and then they would come back, they'd win a game, they, and they would fall on their face again. But like I said, I think, I think with the contingent of players they have now, if they can stay healthy, I mean, you think about the teams that are around them, you know, a lot of them have lost significant players. A lot of a lot of guys are depended on, you know, Machado being hurt and you know, you have a really legitimate chance if they can play the way they played the last couple of games to to really do some damage. Now, the guy I've been really impressed with this year more than anything and, and I and I think he's kind of carried it over from the playoffs is, is Derek Broussard and, and I'll tell you, I was on I was skeptical about him after they made the trade. I, I didn't didn't really see a lot from him. I wasn't impressed, but I'll tell you, the, the, the kids actually played really well. You know, he's really stepped in and, and really solidified, you know, that second center spot. Um, he, he plays big. He moves the puck well. He Not only can he play, pass, he's, he, can, he has a great shot. And I'll tell you, I've just been extremely impressed with him. Uh, you know, the, he's probably been, you know, considering from, from start to finish their most consistent player this season. Um you know, from a point perspective, yeah. and he's just played so well. I just have really been impressed with the way he's played. I think I think I was in the, the same. I was very skeptical of Broussard when he first came over, uh, and then I I I I liked the whole Pouliot Zuccarello Broussard line, and I was like, okay, maybe it's just a good unit, maybe it's just a good fit. He comes out of the gate. Well, first he gets the big contract, which mm-hmm. I was like, uh-huh, I don't know. I was tentative about that, and he's come out and he's played well. So that's something else. I mean, there's very there's nothing when the Rangers are healthy and playing like this. There is nothing really to bitch about or be. The only thing, and I think most Ranger fans are in the same, uh, in the same, I guess, in the same thought, and that. Elaine Vino is just sticking with this guy until the very end. And I know they played a last, you know, him and Jesper Fast have played a good two games. But Tanner Glass, to me, is utterly useless. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Eddie. And, and when they made that decision to bring him in, I saw the contract and I'm going again every goddamn off season. It's the same story. And it, it's just, it's like, it's like deja vu. It's like, well, who are the Rangers going to sign on July 1st that you know 
isn't going to last the length of this contract. And this guy is not going to last the length of this contract. We all know it. I mean, I, I can't remember this. No, none of these guys have ever done it. And you bring this guy in, we could have had Corsillo for half, half of what this guy is making and for less time. I much preferred Corsillo. Because you know why? I, I don't understand it. Corsillo, the Rangers' record with Corsillo, when they made their Corsillo trade last year, the Rangers' record was, believe it or not, considerably better when they made, when they made that trade. And they've proven that everywhere he's gone, the team has done well. I, I don't when know. I have I, to watch, first of all, that game annoyed me, first of all, because, you know, Sam was going, and Tanner Glass with his first point. I I, I don't think he even made a direct pass on that thing. I, I don't know how it, it, off, got it, off, got it a, might have hit off him. Might have hit off him. Yeah. You're 20 games in, you got one point. Are you kidding me? And, and my second thing is, what is he out there for? Klein fights, uh, uh, Prust. Because he hits Henrik or, you know, touches Henrik. Great. But why doesn't Tanner Glass show some retribution the other way? That's what his role is. I mean, if you're going to play it that way, I mean, the guy is supposed to be some kind of deterrent. Uh, or, uh, But it's it's a cockamamie. The guy doesn't show me anything on the ice. I can't, I, I, the contrast is disgusting, but when your player's disgusting too, I don't want to see you. And he deserves to be gone. He should, he should be sitting. Put anybody else in there. I agree with you. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's, it's, but if, it's, I'm, I'm only, if I'm only bitching about the fourth line, one guy, things must be pretty good. No, but you know what, Eddie, you know, that's a great point, but it, it, if you think about it, that fourth line last year, whether Carcillo or Dorsett played on between Boyle and, and, and Dominic Moore, contributed a lot of big goals mm-hmm. to this team. Whether and it was against Pittsburgh, exactly, momentum swings, they would, they would generate a four-check down low. You need, the way this team succeeded last year was because they were able to roll four lines. And and then, oh, well, Altana Glass can kill penalties. How, I'd really like to see how, many, how much penalty uh, kill time this guy actually has played. Because I'll be honest with you, the one area where I think the team has uh, regressed from last year is definitely on the penalty kill. I don't think they're as, as lights out as they've been in the last three years on the penalty kill. I think they get more power play goals uh, against think, them. I mean, you know, the loss of Boyle is definitely hurt. Let's face it. I mean, you know, the guy was a great penalty killer. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Losing Callahan, uh, you know, although it wasn't in the playoffs last year, it was, you know, it was the last couple of years. Callahan's a great penalty killer. Right. And, uh, you know, so you you are right there, but it's this guy's just completely useless. I just don't see it. Why? Anyway. You'll, you, I just think I just think it's like, it's like say this Christmas gift to uh, to one of these washed up, you know, enforcers every year that he just feels that he he has to prolong these guys' careers. And, I mean, you, we can go down the list until the cows come home of all these losers that he's brought in every year, and they've never lasted the length of the contract. So I don't I don't see now, this guy lasting either. Now, Jim had made a point. Jim, you're still there, right? I feel like me and Rock are having a uh, Yep, I'm just listening. <laughs> okay. No, it's okay. I, I was I'm just listening. Jim made a point earlier about I was looking about at John. stats, actually. Oh. Uh, you... He made a point about John Moore regressing and not or mm-hmm. not showing any progress. Where are you on that? 
Um, I was actually one of the things I was actually going to bring up also. I mean, I guess it really all depends on what you're expecting his ceiling to be. I mean, if you're expecting him to be a top four forward, then you know what? Uh, four, top four defense, I'm sorry. Then you know what? Uh, I, I don't know if he's at that point. He'll ever be that. I think he's too small to be a defenseman. I feel he gets out-muscled in front of the puck. He's a phenomenal skater. But I feel he gets out-muscled in front of the net. He's out-muscled in the, in the corners. I don't see him long-term with this team. I think he's going to be a guy that they may move in the offseason or maybe close to the trade deadline or whatever for a draft pick because they don't want to pay him his qualifying offer of whatever he's going to make. I could be dead wrong. That's just my opinion. I, I, I'm, I, don't, I think you could do a lot worse than him as a third-pairing defenseman, but I look at dollars. I look at how much the team is spending, and then I figure, you know, cause especially with they hearing that the seller cap might not go up next year, you gotta you gotta resign Stefan, you gotta re hopefully resign Sam Lee, you gotta either pay stall or find somebody to replace him. So I mean, you, you, to me now you're starting to figure out, well, do I really want to pay a guy, you know, who doesn't really have this gigantic upside, a, a three or four year contract at two two and a half million dollars, or can we find somebody maybe? different, you know, that could fill that for half of half the amount. And, you know, going into Talinda for a minute, I, I don't think it's a bad thing what they're doing, trying out these guys. Because, you know, what, you can never have enough defensemen. And, and you think about how well, um, you know, Raphael Diaz played for for the team uh, uh -oh. in the playoffs last year. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, you know, you can never have enough defensive depth. And I think the team realizes that. <laughs> oh man, that doesn't never get never old. Gets old. Um, no. Never gets old. Never gets old. I laugh every time. I laugh every time I hear it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't think I think for what it's going to be and what it'll cost them to bring him in, I think you know, give the guy a shot. You never know. So I, I don't really put much credence. They they seem to do this all the time. I don't remember. I remember a few years ago, maybe probably longer than that, they brought in Matthew Dandino to play in Hartford for a little while. I mean, they, they do this all the time. So it's really, it's really nothing, nothing new for this team to do that. Um, but uh, I'm not really sure. But the fact that you say with John Moore, I, I don't see him with this team. You know, he, I don't see him as a lifelong Ranger. I see him as a guy that they need to use to maybe, you know, get a draft pick or. Or move him for maybe another guy. I, I don't know, but I, I don't see him long term um, in their long term future. And again, I, I could be dead wrong, but uh, I, you know, I think in the salary cap world where you know you kind of have to suck out, and that's why the kind of glass contract annoys me because you're paying that guy 1.4 million dollars to play on your fourth line to basically play eight or ten minutes a night, and he he doesn't serve any purpose. If he listen, if, if kind of glass goes out there against Philly this weekend and kicks the crap out of Wayne Simmons. He will be beloved by the Rangers fans. But you know what? He hasn't done that. I, I want to see that kind of fire. I, that, that's, and then you're right, and that's what I want to see out of that dude. I want him to kick the crap out of one of these rivalry guys. You know, whether, whether it's Simmons, you know, whether it's someone on the island, whoever it is, that's what, you, that's what we want from this guy. And I really think if he does that, he might earn some, some, uh, some support from the Rangers fans. But until that happens, minus eight is a minus eight. <laughs> You know, at 11 minutes of ice time. So, it is what it is. But um, I wanted to bring up uh, Rick Nash for a second. And, and I, 
I was talking to a friend of mine. He, uh, I, I play hockey. I'm obviously not at the level of uh, of an NHL level, but uh, are you as good as the guy that was behind Eddie online at the Kevin Klein signing? Are you as good as he is? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. But uh, I'm sure you. But uh, <laughs> um, Rick Nash, the concussions, concussions take 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 him out of you big time, and I really think that. Um, that played a huge factor into his production last year. And you've seen these guys when they've come back from concussions, it takes them a while. And I've been on record of saying this, but I, I really think that's what it was. That and, and the guy's in better shape. And you know what? I mean, goals seem to just be going in for him this year, where last year, I mean, you saw what happened in the playoffs, pucks off knobs of sticks and, I mean, goals just seem to be finding their way into the back of the net. And, and as a goal scorer, I think that's what a lot of it is. But, um, you know, if you can get this type of production out of him in San Luis, the guy I'm a little bit concerned about this season and, and you know, that I, I was expecting more out of is Chris Kreider. And I don't know if he's kind of like tiptoeing around things now because of the suspensions and whatever else, but we need this guy to be flying up the ice and play with a little bit more fire than he had. Because, I mean, he's... He's, a, he's one of our top six forwards, and you, I think you really need more production out of him than what you've been getting. Well, I think with him, he's been more frustrating with me because he hits a lot of posts. He's missed a lot of open nets. Uh, he's had a little bit of tough luck. Um, I'd like to see him get more different kinds of scoring opportunities than he does. Uh, it all seems to be... You know, they, they made a comment. They want. They said he played too much East-West. This is the uh, NBC Jokers. And they were saying how they, he's playing North-South now. And I'm like, I don't remember him ever playing East-West. He was always North-South uh, his whole career. Um, I don't know if I had to push the panic button with him yet. Oh, no, but and I'm right. not saying that. But I was just expecting more more. more more goals right. than he scored. He has he has twelve points. I mean, he is believe it or not, which I was I'm looking at it right now. He is fourth on the team in scoring, which I was I'm actually pretty much pretty surprised about that he's actually that high. Um, and uh, and, the, uh, and the other thing is uh, with him, and I'll give him props. He stopped with a lot of that stupid stuff that was getting you know the offensive zone penalties and the unnecessary penalties. So. Yeah. which shows me a level of maturity. Yes, you'd like to see him more dominating than he is. He, he, can, he can be. And uh, he's shown flashes of that. But I, I've been a little more frustrated with his lack of being able to finish. Uh, but, again, that, that's something that will come. I'm not worried about him. And, and I'll tell you, Derek Stefan, you know, through eight games, seven points, I mean, he's played, he's played phenomenal. I can't yeah. believe how, how well he's played as fast as he's played, um, you know, coming back from that injury. And, uh, you know, I give the guy a lot of credit. He, he, he's been beaten up the last couple of seasons. You know, he had, well, last year he had the, uh, you know, the jaw and then and, uh, he had to hurt the leg this year. But, you know, if, if this guy could figure a way to put it together in the playoffs, I mean, he could really be an offensive force for this team and uh, the way he does it in the, um, in the regular season. But, I don't know if you realize Matt Hunwick is and tied with Kevin Klein for most points by a defenseman on this team. I I like Matt Hunwick. I I'm a fan of Matt Hunwick. What? How many points? 
Six points. <laughs> six, six. Assists. six assists. Six Look points. out, Bobby Orr. Yeah. I think once Dan Boyle, the power play is going to kick in. You're going to see Dan Boyle and McDonough start getting some points. McDonough. All right, Rock. Well, All right, boy. Dump you. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, Rock. Have a happy, hey. thanks, have a happy Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you yeah. hey, happy th- hey, Rock. Are, are we going to see you at either the viewing party on the 20th or the game on the 21st? Um, I'm going to try to make it to the viewing party. Right now I'm working for the game. I'm going to, uh, okay. I'm going to try to come to the viewing party, though. All right, Percy's yeah, Tavern, right? You, you, Percy's Tavern, yeah, because you've promised Percy. to be at every one, and I don't think you've shown up at any of our viewing. He's been to I've one. Been, I I've been to me. one. I've been to one, yeah. Was it one? I'll, okay. I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. Talk All right, to you boys. soon, bud. Be good. Right, and let me ask you a question before we take our next call. <clears throat> um, Rock brought up St. Louis, uh, you know, his contract. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, do you want, want St. Louis signed? Do you, assuming he's not going to take a one-year contract. You're gonna, you're, yeah. You want to lock St. Louis up for two years, three years, whatever, when he will be 42 I, I, or 43? No, I think what's going to happen is, and I maybe I am, you know, uh, just fell off the turnip truck, <laughs> but I think he's going to take a big discount to stay in New York, and the Rangers are going to get a pretty good deal with it. And I don't, uh, they're certainly <laughs> not. Are you laughing at what I'm saying? <laughs> Who was the last player to ever take a discount to play for the Rangers? Uh, <laughs> Marty St. Louis got traded for a guy who wouldn't take a discount to play for the Rangers. I think Martin St. Louis is a guy that doesn't want to. He lives in the area. He he doesn't like change. He certainly does not want to go to another franchise where he's got to relearn everybody again and go through the whole rigmarole that he went through last year. And I think he will cut the Rangers a break. I really believe that. Maybe I'm the eternal optimist. I mean, I don't know how the season plays out and how far the Rangers go. The Rangers have a good chance to go to the Stanley Cup uh, with him. And uh, so, I, I, I mean, he's certainly not going to – he's going to want more money than his contract. I mean, I think he'll he'll do something that's equitable for both parties. Hmm. All right. Why? Well, I, I hope you're – I. Let's hope he hires you as his agent. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe a greedy a little frog and then want you know, want to you know play him. Be forty as soon as uh, he's going to be forty when the oh. season ends. So you know, it's a what tough call. St- well, he's, he's making five point six million now on What's a Josh? on a four year deal. I I don't know what I, I don't. Know. What's the market for a forty year old? You know, 30, you know, Thirty and, uh, These guys don't make that much. What do they make? Three million Yager makes or something? Four million maybe? Yeah. I don't he know. Makes what more than I do. He makes five yeah. and a half million Yager. That's right. Too much without losing. Right. <laughs> Yager loser. <laughs> guys are the greatest players ever. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's only got three goals, only 13 points in 21 games, Sammy. Uh, don't call that guy finished. He'll come back. That guy is an immortal. <laughs> so uh, are these uh, other people phone calls we got still? I'm just trying to uh, – I'm just posing a question to you. No, no, no. Discussion. No, no, no. no I enjoy uh, I believe it. Joe Catroni. You're on the air. Yeah. This is really live. I'm so nervous. Fat Francis. <laughs> you are live <laughs> on, on Blue Shirt Underground Radio. We got to get Fat Francis on here. We got to give him more publicity on YouTube. Eddie, have you, so, yeah, uh, we'll, is it, yeah. have you, have you heard of this Fat Francis? Have you seen we'll, this we'll guy? We'll him in a Blue Shirt Underground t-shirt. He'll look good in that. <laughs> that should be a tent. <laughs> <laughs> we, may, <laughs> we may have to go to Dick's in the, uh, you know, in the Canton area, but that's besides the point. Anyway, that's so, the reason why Ed, I called, but thanks for bringing it up. Eddie, yeah, you're, like you're familiar thing. with Francis? Yeah, I saw the post. They were, they were, oh, okay. <laughs> I Joe called me up. <laughs> Joe called me on the phone last night. He was he couldn't even talk. He was laughing so hard because <laughs> he was watching the video. <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh just thinking about it. <laughs> so it. try to play Halo and it's not working. And I just want to know what 343 Industries is going to do for me because I can't play this stupid game. <laughs> See, he's breathing so heavy. I think he's going to uh, stroke out right there. Yeah. Well, he, see, that's that's all a put on. I mean, he's a, yeah, it's yeah. a character. There's another video he did today where he's just talking about how he's been in contact with the people that that he's been in contact with three, four and three industries that make Halo. And he does this video today where he's like, hello out there. This is, you know, so and so It's the latest Halo update. I'm like, what the hell is it? It's like seeing Clarabelle without his makeup. I want to hear him get mad. You know, I want to hear him I want to hear him. can't play my Halo because they won't fix the fucking game. Fix the goddamn game. <laughs> he went from the Star Wars kid to Bill Gates within 18 hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, one minute he's a 400-pound mess, the next minute he's on the phone with Bill Gates getting Halo updates. <laughs> anyway. All right, I'm sorry. The reason I'm sorry. I call is, uh, that's okay. The reason I call is, uh, Eddie, I, I disagree with you on Kevin Klein. I think Kevin Klein is a second-pairing defenseman and, and can easily – the only thing is – and I agree with you on Stahl. I think it's 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 going to – it's going to have – he's getting – he's going bye-bye. It, it's just it, – I, I've been getting that feeling all season, and I think that eventually, like Jim said, they'll make him an offer if he can refuse. And then well, I think – you know. But Klein could step in a second-pairing. He played second-pairing in Nashville. With uh, <laughs> when Suter was still uh, in Nashville with uh, Weber, he played second pairing for several years, and then when Suter left, um, he played. Well, Yoshi played with. Well, anyway, he played on the second pairing. He play. The only thing is, uh, Yoshi. Uh, all right, now listen. <laughs> Masato Yoshi. Yeah, Roman Yoshi. I'm about his career, way fitted. I'm just telling you what I know. Yeah. It's Kevin Klein. This is New York. This is fashion. All right? 
we, you know, we got some players. Shea Weber and Ryan Suter never heard of him. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I need both your expertise on this. All right? Mm-hmm. I have a Ranger clip that I cannot date. Now, I assume it's around 1994. It's a game in which something happened at Madison Square Garden that never happened before. So while I play this clip, which is two minutes long, which is an eternity on the Internet, you probably can, uh, you know, fornicate with a damsel in Amsterdam, Google this, and play Halo with Francis all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the clip. Whoever comes up with the answer is going to win a fabulous prize. I have no idea what it is. But here is the clip. I remember that. Yeah, they threw a second puck. Can you believe this? Shot saved. Now watch something come flying in behind right here. What's that? It's another puck. Some lunatic in the stands threw a puck. (laughs) Some lunatic. Some lunatic. Oh, man. Can you believe this? Can you believe? It was a young fan, Francis. Saves made to watch that puck come flying in. There. Oh, man. (laughs) Somebody's sense of humor, they ought to put him in a Looney Tune bin. Wow. Just stopping a game that had flow like this, a beautiful game back and forth, everybody into it, and some jerk in the stands oh. throws a puck. Can you believe it? The replay is clear. There's absolutely no doubt. There's an argument going down at center ice. Well, there was a puck that went in. I, great reaction by the goal judge. Saw oh. a puck go in and put the light on. Yeah. That's how you, for somebody... I, I hope they find out who it was that threw it and just throw him in the slammer and get rid of the jerk. Great save. Yeah. On a two on one. Wow. Can two, you believe that? Two pucks on. You don't play What's with two with pucks th- in the game. There goes. <laughs> What's the charge? <laughs> Didn't that puck that got No goal. Didn't the puck that gets, got thrown from the yeah. crowd actually go in the net? Yeah. Right? Yeah, it went and in. Didn't uh-huh. pucks go yeah. in the net? No. I, I remember that very well. No, only yeah. the puck that was thrown went in the net. And I, oh, had, the okay. answer when that, I had the answer when that was, by the way. thing is, oh, let me just say, I like it. Hello? I think we lost Eddie. Eddie? Did we lose Eddie? 
Eddie, that was definitely the 93-94 season. Eddie? I remember it well. Eddie? Did we lose Eddie? <laughs> we lost Eddie Spaghetti. <laughs> Just trying to do a radio broadcast here about hockey. All right. Eddie will be back with us in a minute. Yes, the, that game was before they won the cup. Uh, yeah. I have, I have the answer. I have the answer in front of me. <laughs> I just wish. Well, what, what, what was his question though? What was his point of playing that? I I think he was looking for the game. Oh, when, when the game was or something. Yeah, it was like the ninety three ninety four season because I remember recording highlights of that season incorrect. as the, you know, right? You're incorrect. No, you're incorrect. Oh wow. What? What was it? You the year are in- incorrect. Well, when the hell did it happen? Uh, it was the it was the season before. Oh, that's the worst season. Ninety two, ninety three. Yes. Oh, so Ron Smith was the head coach. Oh god! What a horrible <laughs> season. Never got better ever. Horrible. Okay, so but why was he? He was just playing that to. Ask us when it was, when when it happened. Was there any know, other man. point to it? Eddie! 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 Anyway, what I was saying uh, uh, with I, I I disagree with Eddie. Uh, I think Klein could step in the second pairing. The only thing is, Klein's a left-handed shot, and so you know, or should I say, he would have to move to the left side, which is where Boyle's playing. Right. And I think in terms of John Moore, I said it coming into the season. I thought it was this is a make or break. Obviously, he didn't get off to a good start since he got suspended again. But uh, I think it's a make or break. If he doesn't turn things around and really kind of show them that he, he, he should stay, then I think in the next 20 or 30 games, they'll make a decision. And, and uh, he's restricted next year. So they, I, I think they can probably move him. But we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. I agree with uh, I agree with Rock what he said about Moore. I, I totally agree with that. I think you know he's a third pairing guy. I mean he doesn't make a ton of money. He's a young guy, but you know how much more upside does he have? I mean he's been in the league several years. So right, Eddie, yeah. are you there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what so, was the? I missed the. So what date was that? That uh, is from January eleventh, nineteen ninety two. Uh, well, that was yes. 92, Jim. Oh, then that was a good yes. season. Oh, no, I oh, know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Ni- January 12, 11th, 1993. I'm sorry. 93. Oh, okay. yeah. um, Ron, the, the Ron yes, Smith Ron's, correct. Uh, Ron Smith was the head coach. Uh, it was a 3 3 tie. Uh, that, that, yes, that, that second puck went in the net with 22 seconds remaining in overtime. Mike Gartner had Mike Gartner had two goals in that game. Pavel Bure had two goals in that game. And a fan in the stands had one goal in that game. <laughs> we shall lock him up. John Van Beesbrook in goal. Wouldn't you have bought that guy up here? Like, I would have been like, dude, you scored during the yeah. action shot. Like, you had to time that, and it had to go in. The odds of that are impossible. I mean, incredible. 
Eddie, I have a question for you. Why did you Why did you play that clip? Like, why did you, Where did that come from? Like, what, well, what just, made you think of that? Well, I'm assembling a lot of John Davidson's crazy calls. Oh. I have a lot of them on videotape, and I have that goal on videotape, which I laugh when he says, "Let's get throw him in the slammer, put, put him in the Looney Tunes." I chortle like you would, like you forget. It's like I fucking Francis. I go nuts. And we got oh, a, have, we got a game here with nice flow to it, and then some jerk's got to ruin it. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't you see the fun in that? It's Ron Smith. The Rangers are going nowhere. It's like just enjoy the comedy of it all. Just go, man, that's a great shot, huh? You know. But he was like, he took it so serious. Like, how how dare they desecrate the game with this tomfoolery? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, just think, some somewhere, that guy or whoever did it. He still gets together with some of the guys he went to the game with that night, 20 years later, and they still talk about it. You remember that time uh, you threw that puck? I mean, he's a legend. He's a legend yeah. in his group, whoever he is. Right. That's right. Uh, that, uh, you know, that's why. Uh, so, uh, just, uh, I, I love J.D. I think he's, you know, he was love phenomenal. You know, it, that his beloved hockey game that somebody would desecrate it. And I, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. And here's an interesting tidbit for you, Eddie. I know you'll like this because you're a fan of the the history of the goalie mask. In that game, John Van Beesbrook debuted his new helmet with skyscrapers and honeybees on it. Wow. Oh, I remember that one, right? That had the World Joking. Trade Center on it, didn't it? Uh, I believe so. That was a beautiful match. That's a big disrespect, though, to put the world straight. I'm only kidding. <laughs> I, know. I know it was before, ladies and gentlemen. All right. But, yeah, that uh, brings back some memories. I know the younger fans don't give a shit, but who cares? Those are the important. days when uh, Richter and Van Beesburg kept alternating, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Didn't they alternate under who, Roger Nielsen? Roger Nielsen, yeah. Yeah. Captain Video. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, we would be remiss uh, talking about old coaches. Pat Quinn, R.I.P. Ah, what a shame. He was a- Interesting article by Dancing Larry Brooks today that Neil Smith wanted to hire Pat Quinn instead of John Muckler. I did not know that. John Muckler. He was like, uh... This is how old this story, this recollection is. Uh, Manny Malhotra was a rookie, and he was in Harvard. And they asked Muffler, why don't you bring up Manny Malhotra? And he was like, Manny who? (laughs) 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 Manny Malhotra is so old, he once once KO'd Ken Danico. (laughs) You know, um, did you... Here's a um, here's a, a Manny, talking about Manny Malhotra. Manny Malhotra is the last player left in the NHL who was a of teammate Wayne of Wayne Gretzky's. That is yep. correct, Amanda. With what? The last player Manny in the Malhotra. NHL currently to ever play with Wayne Gretzky. Teammate oh, Wayne he's Gretzky. the last remaining last remaining Gretzky teammate. He was there in ninety eight, ninety nine. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of sad, though, like if once he retires. Yeah, well, 
It was more sad when 99 retired. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a 46-year-old man. I can still watch the last guy. In fact, I did a couple of weeks ago. And I'm sitting there like, with tears in my eyes. I'm like, what's wrong with me? The man hasn't and, played hockey in 15 years. And the, and the Rangers could use both of those guys. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, man, he was great. Yeah. You know what is even greater than Gretzky? When Upper Deck and Wayne Gretzky do not acknowledge a morsel of the St. Louis Blues when he played with them for six weeks. I love that. <laughs> and anytime you see Upper Deck, it's always Kings. <coughs> Excuse me. It's always uh, Oilers, Kings, Rangers. There's never pictures of him with St. Louis. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you never see, like, game-used jerseys from his St. Louis era. No. Nah. Yep. Hmm. Anyway, hey Eddie, what I was saying with Klein is that I I think he I think he can play second pairing. The only thing uh, the only thing is that he's he would have to move to the left side, and I I think Stahl I don't think Stahl's gonna last. I th- I seriously think they're gonna move him, and I think um, like I was telling Jim earlier, I I agree with Rock. I thought coming into this season, John Moore this was his make or break, especially going into contract that if he doesn't shape up. Yeah, he's restricted next year. I, I I could definitely see them moving him. And the craziest thing is the Rangers, when you guys were talking about wins and losses this year, they've lost some really, really bad teams. I mean, yeah, they lost to Columbus. They lost to Toronto. They right. lost to Colorado. And then they go and they beat Montreal 5 nothing, Pittsburgh 5 nothing, Edmonton. Yeah. Edmonton was well, the good. laughing stock of league. If it was in the list or another laughing stocks. Not just struggling teams, laughing stocks. I know. Although, to be honest with you, Eddie, Toronto's actually, I think, in a playoff. I know it's hard to believe because of all the shenanigans that go on in the news all the time, but I think they're actually in a wild card spot right now. But uh, the good thing is the Rangers, you know, after 20 games last year, they were 10 and 10. And, uh, they, they didn't actually get – they got like a game over 500 in December once. They didn't They didn't go over more than a game over um, 500 until January. Any January was their killer month. They went uh, – I think I figured it out today. They went 12-4-1 in gen, last January. They just they started tearing it up. Any fan that's worried or going crazy is just doesn't watch hockey. The Rangers will be fine. I don't know how good they're going to be. Uh, if but they are certainly fine, and I, yeah. uh, I I'm very optimistic. So there's yeah. probably like some crisis coming up. But uh, uh, you guys, know, I mean that's the way I look at it. I, I don't see many holes in the Rangers. I mean they, I don't think their defense as a whole is as good as last year, but it's still better than half the teams thrown at. You watching a Flyer game, and it, oh, Braden Colburn is back. Oh. No, I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah. you wonder why their penalty kill sucks? Well, put Michael Belzato out there again, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I mean, some of these teams <laughs> are upset. And I'm not going to mention the team that plays in Hempstead because I don't know what's yeah. going on in that. <laughs> Eddie, you were saying Mac, Mac D is expected back in a week? It's a, is that what you were saying? Like seven days? AV said. Expect him to play within the next seven days. Within the next seven, okay. 
because I know they they have four games. They have four games between tomorrow night and like that month that following Monday, and then they don't play until the following Saturday. They have like four or five days off. So I don't know. It, 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 I can't wait for him to come back. Finally, get everybody back. And Dan Boyle, a guy that I've been wanting the Rangers to go get for five years, finally put some fear on penalty-killing teams because seeing Dan Girardi back there, there's no fear <laughs> if I'm a penalty killer. <laughs> only, Dan only Boyle Ranger, scares me. Only if you're a Ranger fan. The puck is not going to get through, and then it's going to be a breakaway the other way. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's good to see Dan Boyle back. I don't care if he's 52. It's awesome. <laughs> I, lo- I I really like him a lot. I think he still can play, and he scares guys on the and, – and he can control the power play, which is big. He can gain so. the zone. Yeah. Yeah. He's and a, hit the net. He's a, uh, he's a real uh, – they haven't had a guy like him on the power play in a long time, not just because no, of his really skill. really long time. But – but he's he. If you watch him, he's a gen, he's the general out there. I mean, he's quarter, oh, He's yeah. literally quarterback in the whole thing. He's directing where the puck should go. He's pointing out who's open. I mean, it, if you just focus on yeah. him, uh, he's yeah. he's a general out there. He really he is. is. He's a great he's, player. I don't. What, Dan, I, I don't watching. think Dan Boyle. I don't even think Dan Boyle was drafted. Is how, how crazy is that? I, I'm almost positive he he was never drafted. I'm not sure. Not. I know they said. I know they said during the game the other night that St. Louis wasn't wasn't drafted. I didn't know that. What are we doing? What are we doing? The Jerry yeah. Lewis telethon here. We gotta go. I don't want to talk to you for, for 45 hours here. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Tell <laughs> <Come> down, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it easy, Jeff. Right, boys. Happy, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy. Happy Thanksgiving. Don't go back to birds. Trust me. All right, boys. All right. Okay. Bye. I just want to get, I got a couple of quick snippets. I, I, I'm guessing you're about ready to wind this, wrap this up. So anybody, <laughs> but I just want to, I got a couple of quick things here from the article when they fired John Muckler that I thought were interesting. Uh, the, the fate, his fate was ultimately decided in the aftermath of a six, nothing drubbing at the hands of the red wings, which came two days after the same team humiliated the Rangers eight to two on, on national television. And then, uh, Dave Chekets was asked why the team had underachieved so dramatically. He answered, I wish I knew, and I'm going to find out, uh, the Rangers will close out the season with. John Tortorella, one of Muckler's assistants, serving as the interim coach. When asked who might succeed, uh, Chekets did seem to indicate that Smith's assistant, Don Maloney, would be considered for the job. Uh, And then it says here, um, where is it? It Towards the end here, I think. Uh, uh, Meanwhile, there were reports that Edmonton Oilers president Glenn Sather was interested in taking over as Rangers president and general manager. Uh, Other possible candidates include Devils president and general manager Lou Lamorello, who may be available after the sale of the Devils to Yankee Nets is complete, and perhaps the Rangers' longtime television analyst John Davidson. So I thought I'm that was interesting. Them all the same. No, I'm 
Well, I did see one of those Tortorella coach games as an assistant. They played the Bruins in Boston, I saw. Oh, you went to Boston, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I I guess when the arena, the new arena, just opened. But I I guess probably in the new arena. (laughs) It's been quite a while ago. I think they're still playing the same place. All right, my friends. How long was this broadcast? Six days? What's going on? Uh, we are at a one hour and 41, 40, going on one hour and 42 minutes. Remember we used to do three hours? Yeah, but an hour 42 with no commercials. Speaking of which, are we still doing commercials? What's going on? We, can't, we, we didn't even play our commercial today. We were too busy yakking. Yeah, an hour 42 with no breaks is it's pretty damn good, and I thank everybody for listening. I thank everybody for watching. Even yes. We don't have TV and participating, and happy Thanksgiving to all you sons of bitches. And uh, don't forget guys. December twentieth, Percy's Tavern in New York City, Blue Shirt Underground viewing party. Uh, I did a Facebook event for it the other day, so um, if you're in our Facebook group, make sure you're you're Riz Vip that you're going to be there. Colin Cosell will be our celebrity bartender. And then uh, a bunch of us are going to the game on the 21st. So we'll probably meet up before that, before that game, and have a couple of drinks before we go in. Prizes, the Percy Tavern, Kevin Klein autograph photo, the Rafi Diaz autograph card. I'll be posting on the Facebook for tomorrow. Uh, (laughs) And and all kinds of stuff. (laughs) All right. Always a pleasure to uh, banter uh, Blue Shirt Underground Radio with you. So, same here. Uh, Ray, who the Rangers, Rangers play tomorrow, right? Yep. It used to be a tradition. They used to be a tradition that they would always be home the night before Thanksgiving. I remember going to a couple of those games growing up. But anyway, uh, uh, I, in Tampa. Quickly, uh, I wanted to mention quickly, uh, they're playing Friday, right? Friday afternoon, yes, it's that new Black Friday game. They're playing at right. one o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time against uh, the Flyers. It's the, um, I think it's the Discover Thanksgiving Showdown game. Uh, why don't you have the, the game that says Thanksgiving in the title on Thanksgiving, please? <laughs> NHL, you drop the ball again. Good night, everybody. Why not? <laughs> Why not just call it Black Friday? Exactly. With Wayne Simmons and Anthony Duclair. Only the NHL would have a showcased game the day after the holiday in the title. <laughs> it might as well be the St. Patrick's Day affair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so on and on note, that note. <laughs> Get out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>